0: we are gonna um this is number 28 28 podcast number 28 man we're getting serious now uh gonna i'm gonna there's a guy that i've been messaging back and forth with quite a bit on facebook so this is gonna we're gonna touch on um some of the messages i mean a bunch that i've gotten from them uh and it, towards the end of the message um and i think that's i mean that's the tool that's what it's there for um one of the questions he had was, or one of the things comments he said was, maybe it's something for a podcast, and I think we're just going to do it because um, I think it, it, it'll allow me to, it's not going to be the whole time, but it'll allow me to go off in a lot of different directions. But um, So, Guy's got a young pup. Um, and I'm trying to look back here. I just got a picture of it, and it's, it's really young. I want to say it's like maybe eight weeks, something like that. He might have been messaging me before he even got the dog. Um, so, but anyway, he's had a lot of, um, he's had some pretty simple questions. He's had some that are a little more complex. Um, he did get our DVDs, so he has a better, he probably has a very good understanding of the language, um, that we're working on. Um, so foundation, he understands the importance that I, i just preach. foundation first. Here's the, here's the, the big question, um, His wife is asking him about it, and he's curious too. Do you have any insight on letting your dogs play with the kids? How do you let your kids play with your dogs without undoing your hard work? Now, I think we've talked about this in other podcasts, um, but the reason I bring it up is because a couple things. We're training a dog right now, Arrow, uh, a little shepherd Malinois mix, um, that her owners one of the things that I think I will have to make a point of making sure they understand is that their dog is, I want to say arrow is about 14 weeks, something like that. So these guys that, that are messaging me are about six weeks behind. Okay. And so arrow is real sharp. Um, any things that I could say would be chinks in her armor right now are just, it's puppy stuff. Um, it's partially because she's a puppy. It's partially because she's really cute uh, And so these people got a little black lab puppy. I see the picture of it. It's really cute uh, It's really tempting. It's real easy to get sucked into the cuteness and go well, I, It might not be the best thing for them in the big in the long run But for now it feels real good. And so we'll do it and the problem is, is I just saw a picture of Arrow when she was eight weeks ago. So she must be about 15 weeks because I think they got her at seven weeks. And I just saw a picture on Instagram, um, Sarah Bomar, who owns, her and Josh own Arrow. They, she posted a picture, first week they had her, eight weeks later. it's a picture that I took of her last night. And it is like night and day difference. And so these people that just sent me, Jimmy is the guy who sent me this question, and he's got this cute little puppy. And I mean, it's it's a cute little puppy, little black lab. And in eight weeks from now, that dog is going to look a lot different. And I've got a puppy coming. Um, we've got a pup. Uh, this is part of kind of our surprise. I'm not going to get into much detail on it in this little podcast, but we've got a puppy coming here in about a week and a half. And it's a little bit older. Uh, I lucked into it. I'll get into it more, but I lucked into a a breeding, Um, got this pup coming and dog's going to be 15, 14, 15 weeks old. I'm pretty sure I got, I don't even know the date, uh, the the birth date yet, but it's going to be pushing three to four, it's going to be three to four months old and it is not going to look like this little puppy. And it is, thankfully it's been at a kennel with a trainer um, and and it, I really hope it's had a nice jump start, because if it hasn't, I've got my work cut out for me. Any of the things that have happened here with with Arrow um, that have been even quasi remotely close to being negative or not very good are, I think, due to her cuteness. Uh, she's been allowed to do a lot of things that I uh, probably wouldn't allow her to do furniture. I. I and I, I don't know for sure, uh, but I'll have the conversation. Uh, she, within a day or two, flew over, flew across the living room, jumped up on the couch, and stood up on the back of it. Like, <laughs> this is cool, man. And like, looked at me and was like, awesome. And I went, absolutely not. Because when she was little, I don't think she could do that. But she probably looked pretty cute trying. And now... She's capable of doing a lot of things that aren't cute. Jumping up on a little kid to give her, give the little kid a kiss is really cute when they're eight weeks old, nine weeks old, ten weeks old. But by the time they get much further along than that and they knock the kid down and the kid's crying, and, and Arrow, one of her things is she is a little bit mouthy. Um, she's a little mouthy of a dog. She likes to nip a little bit. Not biting. She's not aggressive, but she gets a little mouthy. I, I don't like that. So, because it might be cute when they're real little to give a kiss, but it's not a kiss all of a sudden when they nip and they got little teeth and they drew blood. And so now we're going, Oh my God, we got a really bad habit on our hands. So this, this question is, you know, my wife keeps asking me because we're getting this new pup and I'm curious, what do you do to let these kids play with the dog nine months out of the year? when they're not doing deer work and not without ruining all the work you've put in. So he asked it again, so how can I allow my kid to play with the dog after the other nine months out of the year when I'm not doing deer work and and without ruining the dog's formal retrieve or good polite behavior? Well, first off, those nine months out of the, I, I look at it as it's a 12 month year. Your dog is a family dog 12 months out of the year, just because it's hunting season. We don't say you're no longer a family dog. You're a tool that we're gonna park in the shed with the four wheeler you're going to be a hunting dog, does not happen. They're family dogs 12 months out of the year. Whether it's hunting season or not, my kids are totally able to enjoy our dog, play with them, have fun. But what that doesn't mean is that it's chaos and anarchy. It's no different than... Like my kids go to school during the year. Like they go to school for I don't know, however many months out of the year. They have structure. They have uh, times and classes and tests and, uh, recess and lunchtime. And I mean, we're talking kids of all ages. I've got one that's 17. I've got one that's 10 and I've got one that's six months. So if you want to talk about a, a spread, I've got it all. These kids are able to, they, they've lived what I consider to be really normal childhoods. They're, they're normal kids. They have not been put into military school or or disciplinary school they have not been able to be free spirited and do anything and everything they want we've had to find a mix somewhere in the middle dogs raising dogs is the same as raising kids i don't let dogs free for all i don't let kids free for all that's how they get in trouble so the 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 kids here's what i think you need to do jimmy i think you have to challenge the kids to become understanding, I don't know how old your kids are, but I've got, I've trust me, I've raised them all. There's, I've got one that's 17, 10, and six months, and so I'll get practice multiple times in every phase. But my 17 year old was with me when I got my, when I had a dog uh, that was couple, a couple year old. Mason was born. Uh, I got another dog when Mason was two. I got another dog when Mason was three. I've had 50 dogs through, not ours personally, but since he was born. I mean, more than that. Lots of them over the years. And so he has provided that socialization for me. I love watching kennels that show pictures of kids in with the puppies, in with the young dogs, in with the client's dogs, because that is real life socialization. It's very valuable. I think it's big deal to bring dogs and have them in, in your world, everywhere you go. I'm not a kennel guy. We keep our dogs in the house. They all live in the house. None of them sleep in our bed. Although my wife would like to have a couple of them sleep in the bed. None of them sleep in our bed. Now we go someplace, we go to a cabin, we go. I've slept with pups. I've slept with dogs before. I've Had them share a bed with me. But those are certain situations. In our house, it doesn't happen. Because we have too many of them. Our dogs are all family dogs, though, and they're all house dogs. They all live in our house. And so we have to maintain this level of control and rules and structure. So I have gotten a lot of value out of having our kids engaged and a part of the training process. So how can you let your kids play with the puppy? Well, positively and make it so that it happens That you gain something. I'm a big believer in trying to gain stuff. Don't take steps backwards in training. Make sure that you're moving forward. So the the kids become part of the training sessions. I feed the dogs regularly, on schedule, structured, teaches patience, teaches sit and stay, teaches lining. I just did it this morning with Arrow. So one of the things that we could do is have everyone in the family do that. That's, that's spending time and playing with the dog. It's just not free for all with no rules. So I think you have to define what quality time and playing and enjoying. Nobody, nobody dislikes a well behaved dog. Nobody does. Nobody ever has complained about that dog listens too well. What people complain about is that damn dog's out of control. That dog jumps, that dog bites, that dog nips, that dog pulls. I hear all those stories. And as I rewind back to the beginning of this conversation, I just looked at the picture of your puppy at eight weeks old, seven weeks old, however old it is, it's in your arms, it's little. In eight weeks from now, it will not be recognized as that dog. And it will literally be creating major issues at your house if you don't start immediately implementing structure with you The pup, mom, the kids, every person that is involved with that pack has to start to put in good habits and they have to be consistent. So I think you, like when that puppy's really little like that, the chances of it getting, I mean, first off, it's energy level. It gets tired running around the house. So let the kids go out in the yard with it. Let the kids walk around and let the little puppy chase them around. No problem. As long as we're not forming habits of run and jump up on top of these kids. That can't happen. So take advantage of the fact that the puppy gets tired after 10 minutes of it's it's running to literally keep up with you walking. So use that to your advantage. Have the kids help teach the puppy to recall. I walk around the yard, the puppy follows me. I use that as a training session, and I break out my little whistle and I and I walk around, and the puppy follows me. That's teaching the dog to understand come to the whistle. Now, I probably shouldn't have done that here because I'll get dogs all excited, um, but we'll see. That's a distraction they got to work through. The idea of uh, getting these pups um, fed in steadiness, have your kids do that with you. So I think the kids should be involved. It's just, what is your definition of playing? What is your definition of socializing? What is your definition of having fun? No, Nothing wrong with having well-disciplined puppies and dogs. Now, you have... now when I say the word discipline people right away start thinking about punishment. Little puppies don't do very many things wrong that require punishment. Because they, it, it, we don't want these dogs being built out of fear. We want these dogs being built out of trust and wanting to please us. That's inherent. They have that to begin with. It's it's ability It's their wanting to make us happy and please us. So We mark, we got to, we got to mark that with praise when they do it right. Sometimes the best avoidance training, I'm not, I, I don't use avoidance training. I don't use negative pressure. I don't, I don't use fear tactics with dogs. I do put pressure on at times, but the best avoidance is don't allow it to happen in the first place to form the habit. Then you don't have to put much pressure on or any pressure if you avoid it. So I think you got to be I think you got to adapt this mentality Jimmy of you're these dogs are always learning and you are always training and because of that you have to understand every scenario. It's no different than those kids. Though I started talking earlier about the kids are home on summer break. So we send them to school, they go to school and for a couple months out of the year they're out of school. I don't allow the kids to come home and just do un Unthinkable things. It's their summer break. Let them do whatever they want. No, well, my kids go to summer school, and summer school is not math. Summer school is gamers, or summer school is building board games, or summer school is Red Raider wreck. and it's just all sports. It's you know, it's Harry Potter class. It's it's these classes that maintain some structure in these kids' lives. Teach them maybe some skills even but it's fun. It's fun for the kids. They're going to learn something out of it. To me, that's the kind of school that they need a break from math and science and social studies, but they don't need a break from consistency. They don't need a break from structure and routine. They don't need a break. They don't need to go like... You know, I don't know if it's a true analogy that would work, but it doesn't go from like you go to school and you're learning to go wander the streets at night and get into, you know, survive on your own. That's, that's just asking for trouble. Don't just take the leash off and go, man, figure it out. Because they will, they certainly will, but it's very, very unlikely that they're going to figure it out the way you'd like them to. That's where the loss of supervision leads to a lot of issues. So this little puppy that we've got in right now, Arrow, um, came with a a remarkably good foundation put into her in the first few weeks that she had. She didn't have a lot of bad habits, thank God. Um, I've got a puppy coming here in a couple weeks that's going to be about that age uh, of when Arrow came. In my hope, I'm very optimistic that we don't have a lot of bad habits. Um, If we do, we'll have to fix those first before I can go any further. So I can do that usually. Um, I've, I've seen enough, I've, I've worked with enough dogs that I usually can reverse some of those habits, but it takes longer to do that than it does right from the start putting in the right habits. So when, when that puppy comes, I'll be able to tell real quickly. The problem for Jimmy is if you don't spend those first six, eight, 10, 12 weeks with this mindset in, in, in place, the dog's going to go from cute little puppy and innocent to full of bad habits and dog, looking like a dog anyway, and acting like a puppy. And you're going to be pulling your hair out and you're going to be, your wife's going to be all over you going, Jimmy, this isn't what you said we were going to have when we were going to get a puppy. And the the problem is, that's, that is why, in my opinion, that is why you see shelters with dogs, especially young ones. Um, because... The, the real important early phases are neglected because of cuteness. Uh, not neglected like abused or anything, like not paid attention to. You, the foundation part is not paid attention to because they're just too cute. Arrow's got a really bad little habit. She likes to lay on her back and just give up. It, she's literally saying, I quit. I cannot have a dog get into a little bit of trouble And when I say trouble, I mean like we get into a sticky spot in the field where we're hunting, we're, we're doing something and it becomes a bit of a challenge and I cannot have a dog roll over on its back and go, I give up. I don't want to do it anymore. I quit. That habit will carry over if we allow it to happen now. And so we can't have that. And what I, what I need, so when she does it, she's got that habit formed. And, and the reason is, is because, oh, Look at little cute little dog, pet her belly. She quit, pet her belly. She quit, pet her belly. She's getting what she wants. She's not being asked to work through it. So now when she does that, I firm up a bit. No, 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 no. It doesn't take much. But I get a little bit firm with my tone and I give her a little bit of a lead correction and I pop her neck. Come on, come on, come on. And I walk off. And she usually goes, gets up, shakes it off, keeps coming. And that's because she's... she's so young and naive right now. She just realizes, oh, we're doing something different. And then she goes. And then when she does that, I say, good, good. I time that reward with exactly what I asked you to do. I asked you to do something. You did it. Good. You don't want to do it. It got too hard. You quit. No, 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 no. Instead of, aw, look how cute she is. And then you pet her. So can you have fun with a puppy? Yes can you allow the puppy, can you, can you, should you, and can you just decide, ah, we're just not going to do anything with the puppy until she gets older. You can, but you're gonna have a nightmare. So I have adapted or adjusted to the idea of why not, why not look at those little first few weeks as, um, kind of a fun, it's really lighthearted. It's not very serious. It won't be serious for months. Um, but especially early on, but make it be positive as far as the road and direction you're going with your, ultimately with your training. Form good habits. They're so smart and they're so sponge-like and they, they absorb information so easily when they're little like that. Get the kids involved with that part of it. Nobody said, never have I had a little kid say, this isn't fun to walk and have a dog listen to me. Never. But parents don't think that that's what kids want to do. We think kids just want to wrestle with pups. What are you gaining from that? And if the kid says, all I want to do is wrestle with the pup, and you say, eh, okay, wrestle with the pup, what are you gaining by that? Because that kid may be three, four years old right now, and if you look at it this way and you think about it, the puppy gets what it wants if you give it to to them when they act up. Now the kid wants something and you go, eh, my little kid, I'll give it to you. And so what what happens when that little kid that's four turns 14 in all of its life? It doesn't get what it wants. So it eh, throws a little fit. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it my way. "Eh, Okay, go ahead. If the puppy gets away with it and the kid gets away with it, when the puppy turns one, you got a handful. When the kid turns 10, you got a handful. And that's where you go. Where did we go wrong? And then you back the tr- then you back up in your mind, and you go, man, maybe we shouldn't have allowed them to just do whatever they wanted to do. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should have put some rules in place. Rules don't have to necessarily always be bad. Rule, rules can be kind of fun, actually. Uh, it depends on the. Uh, depends on your approach. It depends on your attitude. Depends on how you explain it to the kids. I have made. I have had kids doing stuff, uh, raking leaves. Nobody likes to rake leaves. I hate raking leaves. I've had my kids rake leaves and get my yard cleaned up because it was a game. Who could, who could rake the biggest pile? And when you're done, you get to jump in it. And you can't spread it all over the yard, but you get to jump in it. And all of a sudden, my kids are raking leaves quicker and bigger than piles and, than, I, than I would myself. We took a job that sucks. And we made it fun. So some of time, not not everything in life is fun, um, but at times, you figure out ways to be creative to get through the parts that aren't so fun, and make it fun. And then all of a sudden, work doesn't become such a pain in the neck. Uh, that's that's the approach I think you got to take sometimes with these with these kids and these dogs. Um, but so. We got a little bit longer, probably on it, and but I think it was a good. I think it was a really good question Jimmy had, and I think we have talked about this before, um, not specifically like this, but I think it, the topic can be readdressed at times. Everyone's got a little bit different scenario, um, but I just I'm a big believer, and, and, and that this same conversation can go for adults. Like, if you've got. If you are the adult, you don't have kids, but you have the adult and you bring the puppy home and you want the dog to have fun. You don't want to have to always make it be working. You want to spend time messing around with the pup. Make it be productive. Or don't call me and complain about it, you know, in a few weeks. And you can, and I'll probably listen, but up, you're gonna, it's going to be a broken record. And we we'll go, well, how did we get there? How did we get to the point where the dog doesn't want to come back to you? How do we get to the point where the dog wants to pull you down the road and there's nothing you can do because I'm just a little person and and the dog's too big and strong. What do you, you know, that's the conversation we'll have when the pup's jumping up on you and it's not a pup anymore. It's knocking people over. It knocked the neighbor kids over. The, those the, you're still you're going to have those same conver- we're gonna, the, the conversations. the conversation is going to be very similar. So it doesn't necessarily just have to be for kids. I know a lot of people that it's harder on them to have this conversation than it is kids. It's a lot. Of, I know a lot of people that it's a lot harder to have get results out of this conversation than kids. I oftentimes get kids that respond really well to me kind of posing it to them as a bit of a challenge. I, I, I challenge them to the idea of, do you think you can help me train this dog? This is how we're going to do it. We're going to make it fun. It's not going to be hard and, and make it into this uh, real formal thing. We'll make it kind of loose, but we're going to gain something from it. And usually kids' lies light up. Yeah, I'll help you. It's the parents that go, oh, my kids just want to play with the dogs. Well, I think you just want your kid to play with the dogs. And I don't think you realize that the negative effects that it's going to have on you. But you're going to find out, and when you do, you're going to really regret it, I think. So, that's it, man. Number 28, done. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Do me a favor, if you would, subscribe. Get updates when we get new ones out. Um, Leave us a review, if you would. Uh, Please be sure to check out our other platforms, our social media stuff. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Dog Bone Hunter. Continue to send us questions. I think these are great. I think these are great ways um, to to constantly have fresh ideas and stuff that that other people nobody has just no there's never been a question that just one person has had. Um, So if you have a question, you're helping other people as well. Create a little bit of a of a community out of this thing. Um, we, We do not have a huge following. I pride ourselves on the depth of our following. I think people are really committed, um, want to get better, want their dogs to get better, want to enjoy their dogs more. Um, so we don't we don't have the we know we don't need a bazillion uh, subscribers. I'd love to have them, but we don't need it. Uh, what we do need is we need active ones. We need ones that are going to make this thing better. So I encourage you to continue to do that, and I appreciate it. So thank you guys so much, uh, and we will continue to to march on with the Dog Bone Podcast.